What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 307 Podcast. It's just me today. This is a special episode since you guys convinced me to release, uh, well, today, Sunday's episode early, which was the recap of the Team PT. I understand why you guys wanted to hear that because, um, yeah, those are funny episodes. But today's episode's a little more serious, and I uh, just wanted to put this out there. It was something Brooke asked me to kind of talk about on the podcast, and I think it's worthwhile uh, and we'll start with a lesson that I used to teach. And I think uh, this lesson has some truth. I think a lot of truth in it. Uh, but but I found throughout the last year and a half or so, as our culture has changed quite a bit, <laughs> I found that uh, some aspects of this lesson are not always going to apply so let's start with it. This is something that I wrote a while back to try to define this lesson. The lesson's titled, Choose Your Battle. So I'll just read through this with you, and uh, I think you'll understand it. We had been exposed for hours to cold driving wind and rain. Without proper gear or shelter, we had to keep moving, not only to complete our mission, but to simply stay warm enough to survive. I turned back and looked into the eyes of my teammates. He was cold, very cold. He began to shiver uncontrollably. Jackhammering, we called it in the SEAL teams. His hip flexors began to lock up, impairing his ability to move as hypothermia crept into his body, and his core was trying to retain the blood uh, to protect its vital organs from shutting down. I saw the panic in his face. His mind was racing, battling against the cold. Hypothermia is a scary thing, dangerous and painful. It will consume your focus and steal your remaining energy in a battle that cannot be won by standing still, still in pain and fear. All right. I captured his attention for a moment. I tell my teammates, stop fighting against the cold. You cannot win. Let it pass through you. He takes my advice, and like the warrior he was, he began to breathe easier. In a single moment, he made the choice to free up a well of energy that was being used ineffectively to fight a losing battle against the cold. The fear and panic began to subside. His vision started to clear, and my next command was to refocus that newly freed energy and to move. Within five minutes of constant movement, hypothermia completely dissipated, and my teammates' words were, I'm back from the dead. I learned a valuable lesson during my hours upon hours in the cold water of the Pacific Ocean in SEAL training. When I would fight against the cold, it would only gain more and more power over my situation, eventually rendering me stagnant and miserable. But if I could redirect my available energy toward a solution to the cold, like movement, which naturally generates body heat, only then could I improve my situation. So let's take this lesson from the natural elements and apply it to life. Every day I ask myself, am I battling against some something that I might not agree with, or am I battling for the things that I have found to be true, helpful, and effective in my own life? Our energy is a precious thing. We only have a certain amount available in our tank each day. Um, yeah, every interaction, every spoken word, every thought, that we dwell upon, every action taken is a withdrawal from that tank of energy that we have. It takes far more of my precious energy each day to tear down or battle against the things I don't believe in 
than it does to build up or promote the things that I love and I have found to, and that I have found to be true. In nearly every circumstance in my life, I have had the greatest impact on the things that I hate by focusing on and fostering the things that I love. Such as the story we just discussed, I could have never effectively defeated the cold, which I hate being cold, by focusing on the cold. But when I made the decision to foster warmth, something that I love, I inadvertently defeated the cold. Therefore, I must bring every thought, word, and action into captivity. I must remain continually conscious of where my energy is being spent and of its effectiveness. Do we choose to waste it warring against opposing views or conserve it by promoting the things that work for us? I have learned to look at every situation, every belief, every opinion through multiple lenses. I accept the fact that my interpretation is only a reflection of my internal self. Choose your battles wisely, for the action of fighting against will always take away from the mission of building up. Man, I, I wrote this probably about a year and a half ago. And again, I think that a lot of what we can take from that uh, thing that I wrote there, whatever it is, the, the lesson that I wrote out, a lot of it is true and it can be applied. But what happens when the thing that you hate or the thing that you disagree with is being forced upon you? If it's being forced upon you and you're being forced into that situation by your employer, by your government, um, by who, whoever or whatever the oppressive force is, that's when this theory no longer works. That's when you actually have to push back directly against the thing that you don't believe in, all right? Because it's being forced upon you. So, you know, that's what's so unique about the situation that we are in now as a culture, so many things are being forced upon us. Now, if we were living uh, in a more, whatever you want to call it, libertarian culture, then it would be much easier to simply utilize this principle that I just taught you, promoting the thing that you love and believe in, in order to overcome the thing that you dislike. Because, it, you know, ultimately... In a, in a truly free society, nothing is going to be forced upon you. Therefore, our principle would work, and it has worked in previous times in my life. But right now, it's a little different. And so I know that there are a lot of you that are having things forced upon you um, right now, and you're having to make some big decisions on how to react to it. And so... Uh, I just wanted to address it real quick. I don't. I don't necessarily have a an answer for you because I couldn't imagine. <sighs> Maybe I can imagine, but I don't know what it feels like to be employed. I know what it feels like to be employed, but not to be employed by an employer that is forcing something upon me that I don't believe in. I've never been in that scenario, and I know that a lot of you guys have families, you have responsibilities, you have people that you have to care for and provide for other than just yourself. Um, 
And that complicates the situation greatly. So, you know, it's a, it's a really tough decision. I want to play a quick clip for you guys that Brooke sent me over. Um, this is on Instagram. It's uh, Dr. Ryan Cole. And I just want to let you hear what he has to say. And then I want to list a few companies that are forcing something on their employees that uh, a lot of them probably don't believe in, they don't agree with, they don't feel comfortable with, and rightfully so. So here's this clip right here. Check it out. Good morning. I'm Dr. Ryan Cole. I'm an anatomic, clinical, and dermatopathologist. I run the largest uh, independent medical lab in the state of Idaho and serve uh, patients all around the nation. I'm grateful to be here to speak about science. Not the science, because there's no such thing as the science. Science evolves. Science is exploring. Science is thinking. Science is proving, disproving. Well, this year we've had an interesting thing happen. We've uh, started to inject something into humanity that we've never done before on a mass scale. And I know a lot of people are asking themselves, what are we injecting into each other? And why are we doing it without knowing the long-term outcomes? I know a lot of people have the questions, what are in these vials? What are in these needles? What are in these shots? You know what? A lot of us don't know. Now, I've examined some of them, and I've looked at it, and a lot of the untoward things that you hear about, and a little bit of the naysaying, you know, some of those things aren't there. Does it glow? No. Are there little microchips? No. Um, are they magnetic? Well, it's interesting. A couple of jars are. Uh, not all jars are either, so I would like to know why. But it's interesting. We should be asking why, what, and for how long we're going to keep doing this. We need journalists, investigative journalists, true journal journalists, not editorialists. We need investigative journalists saying, what are we putting into human bodies? I mean, these are chemicals, lipids, etc. we've never put into humanity before. Where are the scientists? Where are the toxicologists? Where are all the papers saying, this is what it is, and this is what we're doing? You know what we don't know? We don't know the long-term effects of these. And the interesting thing, too, now that we have a new variant, a new scariant moving around the world, is those who have already received the shots seem to be getting a lot of the variant, whereas those who have had the disease have natural immunity. And we know in science, not the science, that a natural broad immunity is much better than a brief vaccine immunity. So my, my encouragement to all of us, I, I could speak for hours on this, but my encouragement is for us to start thinking, step away from what we're hearing in the narratives, and actually delve in. And let's not put humanity at risk. And one more thing, as, as mandates are starting to happen and employers are threatening their employees for not being willing to be a subject in the largest experiment on humanity ever without informed consent, without knowledge of the long-term side effects, disease, death, fertility issues, cancer issues, autoimmune issues, it is time to step back and stop this. This is not science. This is tyranny with a needle. Let's stop. <laughs> All right, guys, there's that clip. I thought that was uh, very well-spoken, much better spoken than, than I could have said it. Uh, obviously, this is uh, someone who is much more informed uh, about, our, about this current um, issue than I am. So that's the reason I want to share that with you guys 
And, uh, you know, he kind of talks about in there, well, um, this is the largest experiment uh, being forced on humanity in the history of humanity. Um, he, he went through a, a short list of things that we don't know about. He talked about informed consent. You, as a, a free human being walking around on the face of this earth, um, you have the right to that. So, uh, again, going back to this original principle, a lesson that I talked about, obviously it doesn't apply now that these things are being forced upon some of us. And, you know, I want to take just a moment to call out the companies that are forcing this situation upon their employees that are forcing this shot upon their employees um and uh, and and here they are and and you should be cognizant right now of these companies and you know if you believe the way i do uh, you should do your best to not do business with these companies so here they are anthem blackrock cisco delta airlines DoorDash, Equinox, Facebook, Ford, Goldman Sachs, Google, Jefferies, Lyft, Microsoft, Morgan Stanley, Netflix, The New York Times, Sachs, Twitter, Tyson Foods, Uber, Union Square Hospitality Group, United Airlines, The Walt Disney Company, Walmart, the Washington Post. That's the list I have uh, as of now. Uh, this was just pulled off of NBC, uh, an NBC News article online. I'm sure that you guys can look it up. This is a current article, I think, posted August the 3rd. Uh, so, fairly current. And for you guys that work with these companies... You have a big decision to make, and I understand it's a complex decision. Going back to the original conversation we had revolving around this scenario, getting this shot does not affect your salvation or your relationship with Jesus Christ, but it could potentially, I, I think there's sufficient evidence to, to prove that it could potentially affect your health. And there is no evidence to see what it does to what it's going to do to our health in the long term. Um, so I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you guys that don't work for these companies what to do to stop spending your money with these companies. And yeah, I know that's that's tough too. <laughs> Because these are massive corporations. And a lot of us do a lot of business with these corporations that are forcing this upon their employees. And I just want to tell you, you guys that are faced with this, this decision coming down from your employers, and I know there's probably thousands of, of small corporations and employers out there that are forcing this upon you guys. Uh, aside from the list that we just read, I, I, my heart goes out to you, man. You know, I, I have to agree with the doctor in the quote we just listened to when he said, it's time to stop this. Well, stopping this is not going to happen through compliance. 
Andy Frasilla said the other day, I listened to this podcast, you're not going to comply your way back to your freedom. I thought that was a beautiful quote. But again, I do understand that it's a more complex decision than I can even realize. So my heart goes out to you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I love you guys. And I hope you're having an awesome weekend. Thanks for listening. Enough said.